Alrighty, hey gang, good morning you guys, welcome back to another episode of Zero Carb Journal, episode 151, <laughs> how about that, I'm Matt as always, and good morning you guys, how are you, I hope you guys are great, hope you had a great week, hope you're having a great day, hope you had a wonderful holiday, if it's a holiday for you, um, Merry Christmas everybody, hope you guys are doing good, so hi, nice to see you guys, happy Sunday morning everybody, um, well, here we are. <laughs> Sunday morning in the middle of a holiday break here and um I'm doing great you guys I hope you are too I um I've had a really um I won't say it's been a great week but it hasn't been a bad week it's been a pretty good week it, it was a little tough um here you know alone on the holidays for sure I was a little lonely and definitely um <laughs> to be honest with you mostly I've been kind of bored um I know that's really awful uh I don't usually I'm not really kind of a bored kind of person hey Cuner Nice to see you, bro. Right on, man. Glad you're here. Um, yeah, so my week, I just, I, we got, we had like a crazy storm um, at the beginning of the week on Monday. We got like three inches of rain on Monday. They said it was like one of the biggest uh, rain events we've had in decades, um, I guess. It didn't seem that extreme to me, but it was apparently significant everywhere else but it was pretty it was pretty darn rainy and uh i was basically just kind of stuck inside for the first you know three or four days of the week and and i did i rode my bike trainer quite a bit which was nice um <clears throat> and uh yeah whatever but i was you know the week shut down on thursday for the holiday and um I got bored. I've been I've been really busy during the weekdays, and I've been able to keep myself really busy with all of my uh, online endeavors. And you know, Thursday and Friday, everything just kind of went quiet. And yeah, I just was <laughs> kind of. I'm still. I'm sort of waiting for the uh, waiting for Monday, as it were. Um, which is funny. It's a new. It's a whole new me. I used to just live for the weekends, but. I do. I really enjoy my work weeks these days. So, so yeah, Cuner, it's dark here. It's still morning. It's um, it's seven thirty, just about a.m. and uh, kind of late for me to do this thing. To be honest with you, I have been doing them in the dark. I think, um, but we are, you know, right in the shortest part of the year, so we don't have a whole lot of light here. So it's it's dark till. Oh, it's just starting to break dawn there. So it'll be, you know fully light which will still be pretty darn dark at eight o'clock in the morning here and uh and this time of year you know it starts to go dark at like 3 30 or 4 um i've been doing all my cooking outside for a long time now and um that's actually something that we can talk about is that like my cooking schedule changes considerably during the year hey jackie oh i'm so glad you're here jackie that's so nice wonderful i'm so sorry about my scheduling um but i'm so glad that you were able to make it thank you for being here um, but yeah, I just, uh, I've been, uh, yeah, for sure, Jackie, I'm so happy. It's been so long since I've seen you. I've thought about you so many times, Jackie. I really want to find out. Um, I think that you probably aren't eating bacon anymore or very often, but I want to find out how that experience has gone for you because I know for me, you know, I always say like, oh, I know bacon makes me sick and I drop it and then every now and then I'll eat it again. So I'm wondering how you've been doing with that. I've been thinking about you over these past few months. Hope you're doing great, by the way. Um. So I forget what I was just saying, but it was something about, um, <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, oh yeah, just, uh, 
just the weeks and and whatever. So, um, anyways, yeah, it's been it's been a good week. It was fine. It was Christmas for me was um, a little hard, you know, for sure, being away from the family. Um, but it was nice. We did. We spent time video chatting like this, and um, it was lovely to see them. They all they all look so good and and uh, are so doing so doing so good. So. It was nice. It was fine. I had an okay time. <laughs> I wasn't super bummed. I just was, like I said, I was mostly just bored, <laughs> which was kind of funny. I laughed at myself um, for being bored because <laughs> I don't usually, I usually have plenty to do and I find keep, I can keep myself active. I've been kind of, I think I've been wearing myself out a little bit these last months and um, I did, you know, I took a break from my stove chat to kind of wind things down. It doesn't seem like it's much, but it it's it adds up on me week after week and then more than anything i think it was my workouts and everything else so i am taking a week off completely from workouts right now as well um i did ride my bike yesterday i i I couldn't sit around too much you know but i have been trying not to do my resistance workouts and kind of give my body a break i you know i do a pretty significant weekly schedule and my 90-day goals and i get to this end of the year and i get you know a couple weeks where i like to just try to not be so disciplined and driven as it were um it seems to be good for me, but it's hard for me to do. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's been great. It's been great. I'm really looking forward to the week coming up, um, and I'm really looking forward to the new year. So we'll see how that goes. So Jackie, Jackie Jam JJ, our good friend, says that yesterday was her one year carniversary. Congratulations, Jackie. Um, that's fantastic. You started on Christmas. <laughs> wow, that was probably that you must have had um a lot of motivation to do that right in the middle of the holiday season, but good for you and I'm so glad that you made it a year and I know that if you're here um after a year it must be having a significant profound positive impact on your life and I'm so so happy to hear that. I you know I don't think everyone, I can't say without exception, but for the most part everyone I know who adopts this lifestyle usually has some sort of profound positive experience. And I have had a few younger friends who've tried it and haven't stuck with it, but not because of anything negative that they felt about the diet. They learned a ton and got a lot of positive out of it, but you know, they didn't need to do it. Um, and as they go, they're like 23, 24. And as they go through life, I'll be curious to kind of keep up with them. Um, but Jackie says, I started December 26th and I'm down 50 pounds and feel amazing. Uh, Amazing! That's wonderful, Jackie. 50 pounds, that's a significant accomplishment. I'm so happy for you. That's so, so awesome. You know, I got to say, <clears throat> you guys, all of you here, I've said it so many times, but um, your affirmation of this way of eating and, and everyone, you know, having these same experiences means so much to me. Even after, I'm almost on four years. Wow. Even after almost four years of eating this way, I still, and especially when I'm alone here um, and maybe not in the best mood, you know, I'll start to doubt myself. It's just so natural. It's such a part of our paradigm, you know, and I will start thinking like, well, maybe there is something better just a little farther on that somehow involves potatoes or kale or something. <laughs> and... uh it's so insidious how those things creep into your head. And, and then I just think back and I go, okay, remember what happens when you eat kale? You think how you feel. And then think about how when you eat that stuff for like two weeks and how you're going to end up with acne and your skin peeling off from little water blisters between your fingers and this whole host of other sort of mystery ailments that I had my whole life. Um, 
that are totally gone, you know, and I just am like, oh, right. <laughs> no, I'm not going back there. Uh, so anyways, it's just so wonderful um, to get hear from you guys. So many, you know, so much affirmation. Um, it means a ton to me. And uh, thank you guys for doing that. So, um, yeah. So there we are. Uh, let's see. Jackie says the other so- stuff beside the weight loss uh, that really is great. Sleep excellent. And I primarily eat 80-20 burger patties and sometimes steak. That's so, so great, Jackie. I'm so, so happy about that. So, um Jackie says, Matt, you exude health. Well, thank you, Jackie. That's wonderful to hear. You know, it's um, our personal, our own personal experiences are so unique to our um, experience, I guess, aren't they? Like, I feel really healthy. And when people see me, they say, you look great. But at the same time, I, you know, I always wonder if it could be better. Like, I am... I'm weak <laughs> compared to other men. I'm really weak compared to other men. I'm really small compared to other men. And so it's it's normal. Um, but, you know, I watch guys in my fitness things and everyone, you know, people can do so much more stuff than me. And after so long of working out, I just, I staying as weak as I am. I mean, I'm not weak compared to how I used to be. I'm fairly strong. And my friends are like, you're so strong for how big you are or whatever. But I'm not. I'm, I'm. Anyways, I'm not I'm not saying anything bad. I'm totally happy with all of my performance and everything. But I'm just saying there's things that make me doubt myself, things that make me go, God, you know, you're still not performing where you should be. And I I don't know. It's my first time being 51. <laughs> I don't know what it's like to get old. So I'm like, you know, am I just old? Am I just like not, am I just, do I tire out easily these days? Um so yeah, so thanks, Jackie. I do, but I wonder about it. You know, I feel super healthy. I don't have any um, ailments that bother me. I don't have any fatigue or weird symptoms or anything, and I do seem to be capable of stuff. But uh, but yeah, I just yeah, I always wonder. You know. So, anyways, um, there's that. Uh, Jackie says sometimes eggs, sometimes butter. Not much. Food isn't so much for variety, but for filling the hole. That's awesome to hear, Jackie. Um, best news is that my hubby is sort of carnivore. I never thought he'd do this, but he is. Oh, Jackie, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That is so awesome. And, uh, Jackie says, don't doubt yourself, Matt. There are so many sick and unhappy people at your age who are on the path of unhealthy and little Viking coach says don't should all over yourself. And I appreciate that. You guys, thank you. Please understand. I'm not, um, I don't really doubt myself too much. What I'm saying is that is that it's just natural. It just creeps in, you know, no matter how diligent or vigilant or disciplined or um, confident we are, you know, it creeps in. And we do, you know, you develop your program by shoulds. I mean, it's just sort of the nature of it. You know, I, I, I wanted to get more healthy. I decided I needed to start working out and maybe I, and then I had to learn about what I, what I, what my options were and had to choose one. And, uh, you know, that never changes, right? Like it's all, even though I'm fairly stable in my routine and I'm comfortable with my decisions and all that, I'm always, I think we all are always constantly evaluating, um, what we're doing. Well, just like my conversation last week about salts and electrolytes, you know, that just is part of the process is evaluating where you are. And for me trying to move forward, make progress and do better and all that. And so I do, I just kind of, you know, like when I'm 
doing my pull-ups for months on end and I'm not really getting much stronger. I'm like, maybe there's a, maybe there's a different angle. Maybe I could take a different approach. Maybe I should be doing something else. I don't know, not should. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, little Viking coach. Could try a different approach and make more progress. Anyways, that's all I'm saying. Um, is that, is that, uh, is that it's just part of it. It just comes into your brain and you think about stuff and, and you wonder. And, you know, here's the thing. I'm still here and I'm still, like, my program has mostly stayed the same. I am, I'm confident that I'm really close to, you know, fairly pretty much optimizing what works for me um but i'm just gonna keep you know keep pushing always so and cuner says about the strength thing adding deadlifts has really helped me started doing those at the climbing gym which unfortunately unfortunately is closed down once again for a new lockdown that's awesome to hear cuner i um i do i i i'm aware of of how important they are and i have in the course of these four years I've taken different approaches to, to trying to uh, to get myself close to them you know I've never done deadlifts in a real gym so I was reluctant or I was I was nervous about them I did start I had some big old drive lines I, I made myself you know like a bar and some I put some weights on the end um, just whatever I could find and I did do some cursory light deadlifts at first and then lately what i've been doing is i've been doing um, russian deadlifts rdls with a 35 pound kettlebell and a lot of um nordic curls like hinges you know um off of my calves you know with my feet wedged under something and uh so i have been trying to do a lot of that posterior chain stuff but i know it doesn't replace deadlifts and so one of the things that's actually on my wish list um but i have a lot of figuring out if i can do it is i did you know i have looked at weight racks quite a few times and thought maybe that's the next phase for me for my resistance training is is to move on to some some weights and and do deads and and uh, things like that mostly deads and squats which i can't really do um you know body weight style to much effectiveness everything else i feel like i'm pretty much covering um but the biggest problem with the with the weight bench thing is that i don't really have anywhere to put it or use it and i i don't um, you know, I'd have to build another house. <laughs> I'd have to build another little shack over there. And then I, I'd have to figure out how to heat it. And, uh, yeah, I just keep running into those issues of space and, and stuff like that. So I've been struggling with that, but I, I am interested in it. And I do understand that, uh, that that posterior chain stuff makes a huge difference. And Cuner, thank you for that reminder. Every time I talk with other fitness guys, um, I get that it's reinforced to me how important those are and that I need to, uh, to find some way to do that posterior chain. Cause I do think that's part of it. My back doesn't hurt. Um, but I do definitely like, you know, I work really hard on, on mobility, spinal mobility and, and, uh, hip positioning and all that stuff. Um, but I noticed that after time I sort of seem to lose my ability to, to really manipulate that stuff. And I think some of that is posterior chain strength. So, um, anyways, there's that. Uh, and Jackie's asking about, um, asking Cuner here about exercise and thinking about going to CrossFit again. And little Viking coach says hex trap bar deadlifts are good and safer on back. Yeah. Little Viking coach. I've seen those hex, hex bars. Those are cool. Those trap bars. Um, like I said, equipment is something that I just don't really have much room for right now. It's all going to sit outside in the rain or in the freezing cold and so I haven't been upgrading, but I've been wanting to. And then other people say, look, what about a gym? And, and it's not even COVID. I'm just not a gym person. And I'm, I'm never going to be the kind of guy who drives 20 minutes or 30 minutes into town to, to go to a gym. You know, I just, 
I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't work out. So I got to find ways to do it here where I can just wake up in the morning and get it done. That's how I, how I operate just like this. I just like to do it right when I've woken up. Um, so yeah, so I'm not sure, but, uh, I appreciate you guys. I do, I, I do want to get to deadlifts. Um, and maybe I'll figure out a, a place to do that. I mean, I have my shop down there, but it's unheated and it's way down there. And when the weather's bad, it's like, a you know, quarter mile trop, tromp through the mud. So I just, it seems like it's probably not gonna, I won't be consistent. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I will, uh, I will fail at my discipline if it's not easy to get to. So anyways, that's all there is to that. Um, but anyways, I've been, I've been doing great and I, and I am, I am happy with, well, let's just let's take a look. Oh, I got my, I got my Christmas pajamas on. Maybe you can see them. <laughs> um, you know, I'm happy with, uh, with, with, with this. I feel, I feel, I feel good. I feel strong. I don't feel like super weak. Um, like I said, I'm not, just don't feel as strong as I could, but I'm, it's all good. I'm, I'm super proud of all my progress and everything else. And, and, uh, that's one thing about all this. When I do talk about this, it's very different than it was four years ago. You know, at that time I was really unsatisfied with how I looked in my physical um, condition. And it was a matter of much frustration. And it was a matter of much um, agony, you know, before zero carb to get to try and get to somewhere that I liked how I looked. And I really couldn't do it. I was, um, I was, uh, I was counting calories and, you know, all that stuff, just really, really, really strictly limiting myself. And every day was a struggle and I didn't look this good and I didn't like how I looked. And so please don't misunderstand when I say these things. I'm certainly not slipping backwards. It's just kind of part of as we go down that path. But thank you, Jackie. Jackie says you look awesome and have muscles. And Cuner says you look looking great. So thanks, guys. I know I, I that's what I wanted to say is I don't feel I don't have those that dislike myself, how I look anymore. And that, you know, inability to be satisfied. I am satisfied. That's what I wanted to convey that I am totally satisfied and I'm really proud. And, uh, it's been a long, hard road to get here, but now it's not difficult, but I would like to keep progressing. I don't really want to get any bigger though. It's so it is interesting. I think you have to get bigger to get much stronger. So whatever, <laughs> that's enough about that. Um, so Anyways, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for, for that conversation. Um, I want to touch on, uh, oh, here, Jackie says, Matt, did it take you more than a year to get to your current self? I'm thinking I'll be there in another year. Had a lot of fat to start with. Yeah, Jackie, it did for sure. I mean, I, I actually think I'm still changing. And, and I didn't come from a place. I actually started, when I started Zero Carb, I think I was too skinny. I think I gained weight from there as I started Zero Carb. So I kind of had a little bit of a different you know, path. And I had lost the weight before I got zero carb with much difficulty. And I was never terribly overweight. I had the, a different, um, you know, autoimmune type stuff, but it did lead to abdominal adiposity. And while I wasn't fat, I hated my shape. I just was, you know, becoming bigger here than I was here. I'd never been very big here. And so I just kind of was like, you know, I just didn't like it. But, but in terms of timing, um, Jackie, yes, Absolutely. As a matter of fact, after that first year, when I look back now, I think I was just like baby steps. You know, I was still really unsure about the salt thing. I was, I, 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 as you found out, you know, you were eating bacon for quite a while this year. You know, you just kind of takes a while to get closer to what works for you. And as you get there, um, you know, you start to improve more and more and more. And I do, I think it takes years. I really do. 
So uh, little Viking coach says you're like triple A, totally satisfied. Thank you, little Viking coach. Great to hear. And Josh Heineke, hi from Wales, Josh. Good morning, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. You know, I can't tell you, Josh, how much I've thought of you over these past months and have um, just really, really, really been thinking, sending positive thoughts your way and really hoping you and your, your new family are doing well. And more than anything, I'm just, yeah, I'm actually getting a little choked up because uh, Josh, you know, I just, I love hearing very few times, but a few times in my life, a few friends in real life here, and you, Josh, and a couple other people of folks who are, um, you know, immunocompromised, suffering significantly and have been for a lifetime from Crohn's or whatever it might be. And and, uh, and then when you find this path, and I just love to hear your journey and hope that it's been successful. And Josh is still alive and still carnicore and so that's all i wanted to know and and that's awesome josh i'm glad that you're doing that and, and like jackie and i were just talking about and jackie you'll you'll recognize this too you know the first i think josh is um three or four months probably into the road down the road here and uh that's you know it's still there's a lot going on then right like your body's changing a lot and you're figuring things out and um it's not always rosy you know you guys know i still have sick nights um to this day so <clears throat> and it took a while for me to sort out like am i sick sick am i making things worse or what is this oh now it turns out it's just you know a side effect of of the way i eat if i you know i'm not careful um it's not taking me backwards so anyways all those things happen and so um yeah it's just it's wonderful to hear these reports and wonder how you're doing so josh says he's been doing carnivore my wife too she has ms and it's been incredible her symptoms have gone holy cow josh and although we've had a few other digestion and energy issues exactly and that's exactly what i was alluding to was when i started carnivore i had you know i i wasn't well like for a long time um but what was it was changing my digestion and energy issues as you're talking about. I was having digestion and energy issues, but they were different digestion and energy issues than I had been having due to my Crohn's or whatever. And, uh, and as those things changed, I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so I started learning how to manage those new symptoms. And as I, you guys have been on my journey with me. So for me, you know, I found out what types of things cause that too much gristle in my opinion, um, in one sitting, too close to lying down, you know, little things like that. So, um, but finding those, that path through there has gotten me, you know, consistently and progressively better, um, incrementally as I go. So Jackie, when you're in, you've got a ways to go, but you're, you're well on your way. And the fact that when you get to that one year, you start to be able to make, um, more, uh, significant decisions like in the first month or two, you know, it's really hard to say I'm dropping salt and never eating salt again, or, or even coffee, or, you know, you still have these attachments to things. And at a year in, you start to lose some of those. And it's much easier to say, yeah, you know, maybe bacon, no big deal. I don't need it. It makes me feel not that good. Um, so, you know, I think that as you go down this road, it just gets better and better and better until you get, then you get to four years and you start to be like me and you go, man, it's so good. Am I missing something? You kind of forget how bad it was. And, uh, and so, yeah, so it's just a natural progression. There's natural doubt. There's all of those things. Um, but man, Josh, awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you so much for your open mind. Um, 
I'm just so happy for you and your wife, man. It, it, this, you know, this has changed my life so profoundly. And of course I do it alone and it's difficult. Um, and I always think that if, if you have a partner and you guys can get on the same path, man, you guys are destined for greatness. Um, you know, cause the biggest struggle is for sure. Um, the social aspect and for sure, whatever, anytime I fall off, it's because, you know, someone invites me to go do something. And even though I know better, I make accommodations and whatever. So super glad to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for sharing those awesome stories. That is amazing. Amazing, Josh. Um, so, and Jackie says, yes, agree, Matt, the first four to five months, I didn't see a lot of change, but then all of a sudden lots of changes. They just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. That's, that's the advice, Jackie, just keep going. And Jackie says, especially when you suggested I drop the bacon and yes, big changes thereafter. So that's fantastic, Jackie. I love to hear that. And that's just part of the path. You know, we just have to go down this road and, and figure out for ourselves. Um, and, and you're not capable. I don't think when it's in the first stages, you just have too much attachment. The old paradigm was so strong in our brain, um, that there's just a lot of doubt and second guessing and a lot of sort of meandering down that path. So, um, so there you go. So little Viking coach says, do you ever do breath work? And yeah, little Viking coach, I think you and I have talked about this before. Um, but when I first started this, I did, I got pretty into Wim Hof and, um, and I spent quite a bit of time focusing on breath work and, um, I didn't do much cold immersion, but I was kind of, you know, I spent a lot of time in cold immersion in my surfing. So I was really like interested in I think I've talked about this and I could go on about this for hours. Um, so I'll try and keep it short, but all of my life as a very young boy, I used to love, you know, I've just been a water dog, right? Like I, I, I felt better in the water and in particularly in cooler water. I grew up on an Island in the middle of a lake. I, we didn't have a water ski boat, but all my friends did. And I used to love nothing more than to go water skiing early in the morning. We'd go before school. We'd go in the winter the water was like 40 degree. I mean, it was freezing cold and I'm 16 or whatever years old and <clears throat> loved it. And one of my observations way back then when I was 16, and this is, I'll never discount this again because I ignored it for 30 years. Um, was that, so I always had constantly diarrhea when I was a kid and I would just drink coffee when I was 16. My mom got me excited about coffee and I learned that if I drank coffee, I could have like three or four visits to the bathroom in the morning, diarrhea, and then I would usually make it through a few hours of school. I thought that was normal. That's been my whole life always. So I thought that was normal. But what I noticed was if I went water skiing, cold water in the morning, first thing in the morning, I used this phrase and I would say it to my friends back then. I didn't understand what's happening. I say, it's like my guts tighten up and it squeezes everything together. And you know what? I would actually have solid bowel movements like three hours later and just one and I wouldn't have diarrhea. And so I really latched on when I learned about Wim Hof and I learned about breathing and I learned about cold water and I learned about all that inflammation stuff. I was like, holy cow, like my whole life, if I felt like my guts were unsettled and I was looking at the surf, I could put on my wetsuit and I could go out in the surf and it would settle everything down all my life I've been aware of this factor. And so, yeah, this is, I got pretty far off there on breath work. Um, but yeah, I do. I believe very strongly in breath work and inflammation, um, suppression via cold exposure. Um, and those things kind of made a big difference for me 
in those early days. As I got farther down carnivore, you know, I have, I will admit that I have, you know, cold water I still do and I still get that same feeling, but I don't need it anymore because I don't have that, I don't have diarrhea 10 times a day like I used to, um, where I needed to seal things up as it were. Um, and breath work, I'd just been sort of neglecting, which I think I would like to get back to, but I don't have those same, um, I, I'm not in the same state, you know, back then I would do breath work because I would find myself like, um, pre-syncope, like my, I could tell my inflammation was making my blood pressure crazy high or whatever it was. I just, but I could get back to it and I'd like to, but I did it. I do. I really enjoy it and I really believe in it. So Josh says, thanks for your help so far. It's insane that my wife has managed to literally get rid of all her MS symptoms. And we say a few other examples out there, people, we saw a few other examples of, with MS going ZC. So she decided to try, Josh, it's insane. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. And I just, I mean, it's why I love these stories because I feel insane, right? Like it's, it's, I feel like I tell people who don't, know about this haven't you know or just hearing about this way of eating or whatever i'm like you know i have something that doctors won't be able to do anything for me for but as long as i eat this way i'm fine and and still to this day you know my parents really have a hard time with that they're very supportive but you know people who love me are like well maybe there's a doctor that can help you or something and and i you know i i think so too sometimes I'm like maybe there's a doctor and but you know the end story is that you can go down this path and you can eat this way and not have to need the doctor. And, um, they don't have anything better other than just some drugs to, to hide this stuff. And it's insane. It's insane. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, you know, it constantly challenges us, um, to believe because you're going to hear people. You will now like constantly be doubted. I mean, you won't, people are nice and you guys are nice people, but society in general, when you're out reading about MS, if you were to talk to doctors, doctors are going to say, diet has no effect on MS, just like they told me about Crohn's. You know, my first visit to my uh, my first gastroenterologist when I'd been suffering for years, and I go there and I say, I'm pretty sure I have Crohn's because I followed this Crohn's book and it made these changes and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, diet has nothing to do with Crohn's. You probably just have a food allergy. You're just complaining. And, uh, you know, I, it broke me to hear that from him. Um, but that's how society is going to view your claims that diet you know, took away all of your wife's MS systems. It's insane. It's a crazy world we live in, but it's real. And, uh, it just makes me so happy that, you know, by being brave enough to share this stuff and by being committed enough that we can help each other and save lives. And so that's why I'm here. And that's, it's a struggle for sure, because we get a lot of flack and um even if it's not direct flack just you know reading out there in the world sometimes i go on reddit and every now and then i'll make the mistake of like trying to you know stick up for someone eating all meat or whatever and it's just yeah people aren't ready for it <laughs> so anyways um so josh says uh uh no problem little viking coach that was a good good conversation so um Kuner says, when I started, I felt bad for two months, but there were two or three moments in the first couple of days uh, that I felt free of depression, which kept me going for these first months. That was very much my experience too, Kuner. Um, very, very much my experience. Um, I really wasn't, like if you'd seen me a month or two after I started carnivore, and I said, I'm starting carnivore and I think it's going to help me. You know, you'd be like, uh, I don't know, dude, you're not looking so good. Um, I had a pretty rough transition. 
I was sick a lot. Not, there wasn't much that agreed with me, and I wasn't sure what to eat, and so I was eating, like, ham and stuff, and I just, I wasn't doing very good. It took me a while for carnivore to really make significant improvements, but like you said, there were glimpses of things that I'd never experienced before, and the biggest one for me, I think, probably was my depression as well, where I just was like, that feels totally different. Like, I've never felt this way in my whole life. Like, I'm not happy, but there's not a dark cloud hanging over me. Like, I can think straight. Um... So that was a big deal, and it does take some time, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're having the same stuff. So Jackie says, uh, going to check out the breath work, Wim Hof. Yep, you spelled it exactly right, Jackie. Um, and Kuner says, cold water is so good. I take a cold shower every day. It makes me feel so good. That's awesome, Kuner. I know it is one of those things that once you learn about it, it's, it's profound um, for sure. And Josh says, we think it might be trying to eat. Oh, Josh says, strangely, my wife started off with no digestive upset at all. And she's now developed diarrhea and cramps. I still get diarrhea. And we think it might be trying to eat too much fat. Can I ask, how much fat can you cope with before you suffer, Matt? Yeah, Josh, of course. I'm happy to talk about that stuff. Um, It's really interesting for me uh, because I, you would look at what I eat compared to the way other carnivores eat and you would be like, whoa, there's like no fat there. (laughs) Um... I only do well, like, I seem to only like the fat, like, enjoy it, and I seem to only be able to process it if it's fried like bacon fat. I know that's crazy, um, and I, I I can't, I, I don't know, but, so the point of that is, is when I make my burgers, they're 80-20 burgers, so they're pretty fatty, but I smash them, like, paper thin and I fry them till they're like kind of black like bacon I mean the fat if you just eat some of that burger meat it barely leaves any grease on your fingers like it's really dried out um and then eggs kind of give me gas but I've been eating them lately and they do seem to be like a nice um balance of fat like the yolk you get quite a bit of fat from but it doesn't bother me and so if there's liquid fat in a bowl, it helps for me to have like some over easy eggs and mix it. That seems to like emulsify with the fat or something and, and make it a little more palatable. But honestly, Josh, it's not much. And it's 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 far worse for me if it's liquid at all. Like if I eat, let's say I made ground beef and I made it thick and it's full of juicy fat and I eat it warm, that's going to make me sicker than a dog. I'll be fine for a few hours and about three or four hours after I eat I will have burning in my stomach and I'll start to get sweats especially if I lie down I can process better standing up it seems like my guts work better but if I eat go lie down I'll feel fine no issues no signs but then I'll wake up and my belly will be full of bile and it'll be burning and I'll have diarrhea my body will start to get rid of that and my diarrhea will be going from sort of dark brown to yellow as you know, a few 15 or 20 minutes goes on. I'm, I eventually will be passing almost straight water and bile. Sorry for the details, but it just is what it is. And then if it's bad, then I'll, if it's really bad, I break out into like, you know, cold sweat, bad. I, you know, feel like I'm about to lose my consciousness like I do. I have syncope from these things. Um, and then I'll force myself. I don't have to force myself, but I'll throw up, you know, and it's pretty darn unpleasant while it's happening. But then as soon as it's out, it's like gone. All those symptoms are gone. It was just a bunch of bile in my stomach. And so for me, it's well 
fried fat I can eat, and I need some. I can't just eat those burned burgers. I will find myself lacking fat, and I'll start to feel that lack of fat. So I add usually a little bit of ribeye or brisket fat that I slice thin like bacon and fry. And when I slice it and fry it thin like bacon, if it's all crispy, you'd think you're not getting any fat. But just like crispy bacon, crispy bacon is mostly fat. It's just that some of that fat renders out and some of it turns into that crispy fat. I don't know if like the soft stuff in the middle renders out and the outside skin just turns into the golden stuff. I'm not sure if it's made up of different things. But whatever it is, I can eat that crispy fat and I need to. And I can eat a fair amount of it. And if I supplement that with you know the high protein of my burned burgers, I end up with a nice balance. If I eat a ribeye steak or lamb belly or something with like soft rubbery fat jelloey fat like one bite of really soft little ribeye fat like right from the ribeye right out of first one haven't eaten anything i'm like oh that's delicious it's the best thing i've ever had i love it but after that it doesn't start to taste very good to me and it i it doesn't appeal to me like if i eat a people love you know medium rare steaks if i eat medium rare steak it just feels like a mouthful of gristly jelloey fat to me and i i don't like it and i think a big part of it is that that fat makes me sick so i don't know if that's helpful for you josh because it's so strange um but maybe it's worth trying so when i run into things like fatty lamb or fatty ribeye or fatty brisket my solution to make it so palatable to me is that i slice it into tiny little bits so i can fry it all the way through so that there's nothing in the middle of a big piece that's not fried fat so i mean tiny bits like i'll make little diced pieces usually i slice it really thin like bacon but then it curls up and some parts get away and so then i'll even take that and i'll just slice into little cubes little diced pieces and i will fry it all golden brown like fried fried like when you do brisket it's actually amazing because it'll look like it's never gonna go like it'll just be like okay it's never gonna go fried and it'll be just the meat and then after a while it starts to you know liquefy render that fat and then it will start frying and i don't know man for me that's what works and i I love it it's funny i've made it for other people they're like it tastes like burnt meat for whatever reason i love it and i think that's just because my body knows that it's what it can handle so as strange as that sounds that's what works for me um so josh says do you think you're getting a larger proportion of your energy from protein compared to what is generally recommended i'm guessing you've adapted to get your energy from a higher protein ratio yeah josh i do i really do because if i if i just eat my burgers they're not enough um, and i can't eat more of them i need some fat but at the same time the amount of fat i eat is so very small and i do eat a pretty like i eat a pretty big bowl of ground beef for my size compared to what i read you know some carnivores who are really fat loving carnivores are able to get by like on one reasonable sized ribeye a day Um, I think because there's so much energy in the fat and they can use that energy. But I can't do that. I eat an enormous pile of basically dry hamburgers with a very little bit of that fried fat next to it. And so I do. I think I'm probably um, using protein for energy. I I believe that's probably true. Um, So yeah, Cuner, I love the sunrise in the background uh, for sure. This is a cool time to stream. Um, And yeah, Jackie, I have found what works exactly for me. And I'd, you'd love to see more of my cooking videos. And I gotta be honest, I haven't shared any cooking videos because I'm embarrassed. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, even in the carnivore community, 
that thing that I do that I just talked about, you know, cutting all of my meat into tiny little bits and frying it um, into where it's black really upsets some people. I had, uh, I actually had to, um, I ended up, you know, taking some comments out of the chat because people were just like, why are you doing that? You know, and I've explained a million times it's because it's what works for me and anything else makes me sick. Um, but people are like, haven't you read about cancer and overcooked meat and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, yeah, I have, I'm not worried about it. I feel way better this way. So I'm just going to continue on with observing what I can observe and believing in what I can observe because as we all know if you have MS they're going to tell you there's nothing you can do and if you just change your diet it changes your life and so you know I am a strong believer in observations at this point and uh, if well fried meat is the only thing I can eat I'm not going to not eat it <clears throat> because of some myth <laughs> you know of what some people think so anyways um, Jackie yeah it's true I do I just I'm I'm, I'm I'm sensitive about that stuff. You know, I, I, I recognize that it's really different than they accepted. And even in our little carnivore world, you know, that's pretty far out from the extreme. When I made my meat cookies video, you know, half the comments were pretty negative. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I, I understand and I accept it, but sometimes I have a hard time putting myself, you know, in that position. But I will. I'll, I'll be happy to share that with you guys. Like I said, I would do it if there was more info there, but there isn't much info to share. It's like, I just cooked the living crap out of my meat. You can do it too. Um, but maybe I will share with you, Jackie, for sure. Um, <clears throat> what the heck? I'm not doing much else, right? So uh, anyways, Jackie says, I think listening to our bodies is the way to go and to know how to prepare food that works. I have the same issue with steaks. Can't handle the fat and gristle. That's awesome to hear, Jackie. I really love to hear that from other carnivores because <clears throat> so often we just hear these praise for people eating their ribeyes and um, you know sometimes it makes me feel I don't know like I'm missing out or something um, <clears throat> I do it's funny though because like I said like one bite of perfect ribeye is awesome like sometimes you get that fat that just tastes like I don't know like like candy um, it really does it tastes to me like like what I in my mind like old super delicious chocolate peanut butter thingies taste like I don't know how that happens my brain transmits that ribeye into that thing in my brain it tastes that good but only one bite and then I want go want the dry pieces and I you know I've cooked ribeyes perfect even these last few weeks I bought a ribeye and I cooked it perfect I ate a few bites and you know what I did I put it in the refrigerator and the next day I took it out and I sliced it thin and I fried it up so I could eat it all the way <laughs> so is what it is so Kuner says carnivore community could use some cooking styles different from the usual luscious ribeye pictures. I mean, it's true, but uh, they don't usually seem to think mine are very luscious. <laughs> I It's funny because I think a piece of beef fried like bacon is like the most delicious thing I can possibly eat. I freaking love it. Take the ribeye, slice it paper thin, fry it till it's black like bacon. I mean, not black, but you know, crispy like bacon. It's amazing, I think. I don't understand why it isn't a thing. I guess other people just don't like it. Um, so, And somehow it still delivers a lot of fat. Um, Jackie says the steak fatty, the jiggly fat grosses her out. And uh, she does much better with burgers because they're consistent. And then they do the steaks like a side dish. And that's pretty much what I do too. And Jackie says tenderloin is ultra expensive but has less of the fat and gristle. So I think it's my jam. Um, and your way of making fake bacon from steak is awesome. Thank you, Jackie. I... I like I said, I just love it. And what I can do, like I said, I can have like a little, like a bite of steak and then I want to have the rest of it fried. I do enjoy that. I enjoy steak like as a little side. 
but I certainly can't get my energy all from steak or all from fresh meat. And and Josh, just going back to wrap that up with a bow, I know you eat a lot of lamb, and lamb was really tough for me. Um, I think the lamb fat is actually more difficult. I think we had this conversation a bit before. You know, if you do any slow cooking, you know that most beef you can get to pull apart in a few short hours, even the toughest cuts of beef, like a chuck or a brisket or something, um, you know, a few hours a pound and, and it's falling apart. Lamb, you got to cook it till you think it's done and then double it. I mean, like to get lamb to fall apart, you got to cook a, you got to cook it for a long, long, long time. I think lamb fat and lamb, um, protein or whatever, is just a little more, <clears throat> durable i don't know what to say but um but i struggle with lamb fat big time josh and while i love it i have to be really careful about those um things and i did i i used to love to take lamb belly and cut it like bacon and fry it like bacon um but if i don't fry that lamb like bacon i have to be really careful you know how that you know how they're the fat is like extra greasy like it, it like puts a coating on your fingers that's like different than beef fat like, I really think there's something there to do with digestion. I, I've actually, you know, I've talked about this before when I was doing a lot of slow cooking and smoking. You notice that different fats render at di different temperatures and the, the lower temperature they render, the more tender they are. And I've found that, you know, the fats that render at low temperatures, I seem to be able to handle the fats that render at higher temperatures give me the most issue. And I think it's the same thing. It's like, they're harder to break down. It takes higher temperature. It's harder to break down in my body. It takes more acid or whatever. So I believe those things, there's a correlation there. Um, it's just what I found this so far down this road. Um, and perhaps the protein slows down the transit of fat. And I think there's a big part of that too, Josh. I do. I think that like my belly's definitely different if I just have some fatty things in there or if I have, you know, a full belly with a mix of stuff. So um, and Jackie says, do you ever eat sardines? I have a can of it, but I'm scared of it. I heard it will provide natural vitamins. Jackie, awesome question. You know, in my journey, I have had the same thoughts as you. Like I better get some vitamin D and vitamin E from some seafood. And I, because of that, I have bought some canned fishes and tried them. I have not tried sardines. Um, but I did try, what was it? Well, I did some cod livers, packed in cod liver oil, and I did some, um, what are they called? They weren't smelt, but they were something like it. Uh, anchovies. They were, I think they were maybe anchovies. Hmm. Maybe they were smelt. I think maybe they were smelt. Anyways, whatever they were, they were like a really oily, small bait fish. Unfortunately, it made me terribly sick. And um, again at that time, and I, I believe this is true, I blamed the oil, and I bought them packed only in fish oil, like I made sure they weren't in olive oil, but I think it was just, just what we were just talking about, I think it was that liquid fat, and so the cod uh, livers, man, they made me so sick, like instant vomit, and my, my stomach just could not handle that rich, dense, liquid oil, so... I really think there's something with the liquidity of the oil and stuff with me. Um, so I don't know. Um, but did you just eat them by themselves? I did just eat them by themselves. Um, I kind of like the flavor. Um, you know, I think, Jackie, it's a great thing to just try and see. Here's the thing. If you like them, they're an awesome thing to add to your diet. They do have a ton of good stuff in there for you, I believe. 
if you don't like them or if they don't agree with you, you don't have to eat them. You're, you know, just like I've found out, there's no compulsories on this diet in terms of nutrition. You know, I seem to be doing just fine on way overcooked hamburgers. Um, so while maybe those things would add a little bit of, you know, nutrition that you could be a little lacking, I don't think it's make or break. I do think it's worth experimenting with. I do think if you enjoy them and you feel good eating them, you should eat them. Um, but it's not something to worry about if you can't eat them, which is where I was. You know, I was like, oh, I really need these things. Oh, I can't eat them. Now what am I doing? So a little bit of concern back when I was starting, and now I realize it just doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> so Cuner says, he used to force them on myself sometimes. Cod liver too, but I'm not convinced I really need them. I do love some smoked salmon or trout every now and then. That's awesome to hear, Cuner. That's so funny. It's exactly my experience exactly my path i said my spiel and then read your comment and we said the same thing and i didn't add that the seafood that does agree with me and that i like the most is is pink seafood so salmon or trout are my absolute favorite and i like prefer them smoked again the fat seems to be rendered just right um but that isn't with salmon like even with fatty fatty king salmon i can eat it warm and moist and it agrees with me um so i love salmon Unfortunately, I, I haven't. I've been kind of you know away from my boat work, so I haven't had access to the salmon that I usually do, and it's too expensive in the store for me to buy um, for any you know any significant amount. So I've been missing it for now, and I do. I um, sometimes I think, oh boy, gonna, I have to eat salmon, or I'm gonna you know nutritionally be lacking. And, and now it's been months, and I feel fine without it. So I don't feel that way anymore. But I do love it, and I'll add it every chance I can get. Um, and Little Viking Coach says, they call you the ground beef guy at the grocery store. That's funny. I have one grocery store that I haven't been to for a while, but was my main regular one. And yeah, the, uh, the butcher there, we got to be pretty good buddies. He's a really cool cat. He's like, Hey man, what's up? You know, how you doing? You get enough meat? And, and, uh, he would do special stuff for me. He would bring me out, you know, he would throw in ribeye tips in my grind. Like one time they didn't, they usually have like really fatty grind <clears throat> as an option. But it's not very popular, so if they're low, they'll just have the the lean grind. And one time I was there, and I was like, oh, no, only lean grinds. And he'll go and whip me up a fatty batch um, special. So, yeah, they, did, they do recognize me for sure. And actually, the guy at Costco, too, I think I've irritated him a few times in the meat counter there because I've gone in the back, and, you know, you're supposed to buy their little four-pound packs of, of meat. And I've gone in there and said, like, hey, can I get four cases of that? And some of that was kind of during the pandemic. And I called. And I said, hey, I'm going to come in and get four cases of this stuff. And I don't want to, you know, take more than my share. And I don't want anyone to go missing because I don't have it. So can you just tell me when you're going to order some? Or can you order four extras? And I'll come in a couple weeks and pick it up. And they said, no, we can't do that. You just got to, we just sell it. There's no special orders. We just sell it by the day. And I go, well, I'm going to come by like your whole week's supply. And you're not going to have any more for anyone else. He goes, that's okay. And uh, so, yeah, so they know me. And some of them get irritated. Some of them are really friendly. Um but yeah, it is what it is. Um, so, and Jackie says, also trying to prepare a food emergency pack, you know, if the world goes crazy and I run out of my burgers since they're canned. That's a good idea. That's actually a really good idea with that canned fish. Um, I hadn't really thought that far ahead, but uh, I only have food in the freezer. I don't have any canned food. I used to, you know, have a uh, closet full of all my canned foods, um, but I haven't, I, I don't have that anymore. So that is an interesting thought, Jackie, and I think it's worth worth pursuing for sure i i used to think of my cows on the calves as my or cows cows on the hoof excuse me as my um safety <laughs> and i don't have those anymore so interesting thought so so all right guys well it's been a super long one this morning and i should probably wrap it up um just so i don't leave 
you know, too much for other people to try and get caught up to. I <clears throat> love this time, you guys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, it can be hard for me sometimes to get up and not getting up. I'm awake anyways, but I mean to, to jump into these things um, and do my journal every Sunday. But every time I do and I find you guys here uh, and get your kind comments, it just means so much to me. So I want to thank you so much. I want to give a uh, special shout out to Robin and Dean, thank you guys so much for your consistent comments every week. They mean so much to me. Um, you guys have always been there for me. Dean, your comment last week about salt and electrolytes, I so much appreciate your perspective. I know you've been on this path for a lot longer than I have. And to hear you say that your electrolyte uh, journey, that you found some of the similar things that I have that light salt you know, sends you too far in the potassium direction, that at times when you start feeling like your cramps are coming on, you'll um, add more salt to try and balance things out and maybe some magnesium. I loved hearing that. It's exactly what I've been discovering. Just really wonderful to know that there's other people out there that are paying attention to their, you know, what works for them and, uh, and you're farther along and are able to share that with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, so great to finally remember and be on the live chat with you all. Jackie, you too. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Little Viking Coach says they opened a restaurant depot to the public since restaurants closed and he stocked up. That's awesome. We have restaurant depot here. Little Viking Coach, best thing, best shop around for buying up your meat. Um, Gabe Tube Sub says, could you give a tip on how to make the carb cravings go away? I have it even after a month of beef and water only. Game Tube Sub, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate that. And it's a great question. Um, there's not an easy answer. It's real. They're insidious. They are just, the carb cravings are real. <clears throat> the only way to make them go away is to not give in to them. It you just, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> it just takes time. Water under the bridge without that stuff in your body to reinforce it. And the littlest things are going to keep you on the hook. You know, if you let yourself have some sweet flavored drink. If you let yourself have one little bite of this or one little bite of that, those carb cravings are not going to get, they're not going to lessen as you go along, but they're going to get more. It's just like trying to quit smoking by smoking one cigarette every two days or whatever. You know, you're just going to want two cigarettes in three days and then four. It gets worse as long as you allow it to. So you just, you got to be strict on yourself. I think it's a big part of why Josh and I both have talked about those first few months, maybe not really being that great. Like I wasn't necessarily feeling better than I was um, prior to starting Carnivore, but there was glimmers of things that I'd never seen before, like the absence of my depression. And so you just, you just got to stay the course. I promise you they go away. Like they, they go away so much that it's unbelievable, but you got to get there. And it will take weeks. Um, and especially if you're, you know, having weak moments and just putting a little bit of something in your mouth. Every time you do that, you reset the clock. So be strict. Be as disciplined as you can. Just tough it out. There's no way to do it other than just be hard on yourself and discipline yourself. Um, be good to yourself at the same time. But you just got to get get through that period. And it will get better, I promise. Um, and Cuner says, it took me longer than that too, GameTube. Um, didn't need enough his first two months. And, uh, and that's just how it is. You just have to just know that you're, that you're working hard to, uh, to get somewhere better and, and stick in, stick it out, man. So you're welcome for the answer. I, I really hope you get there. Please hang out with us if you can and, and keep us posted. It, it's so wonderful to hear these success stories. So, um, 
So, okay, you guys, thank you all so much for being here. Cuner, I'm so glad you were able to catch it again, too, man. Thanks for being here. And uh, everybody out there, I hope you guys have an awesome new year. I didn't even tell you. I didn't get a chance to talk about how optimistic I am. But I'm going to say it one more time. I am so optimistic, you guys, about the future. Everything. Like, the way I'm feeling, my my personal health, um, the whole world's health, you know, just everything I think is we're going to have a way better 2021. I can feel it. And I hope you guys all kick the year off with that in mind that we are uh, making progress moving forward staying positive and we're going to make this place better for all of us as long as we just keep sharing keep believing you know um so there's that all right you guys have an awesome week i'm working on my goals this week too jackie i'm going to be sitting down thinking about them writing them all down i'll share them with you next week maybe that's what we can do is talk about our goals and uh thanks you guys you guys mean so much to me thank you all Happy New Year. All right, you guys. Have a great week. Have a great day. I'll see you next week. Bye, you guys.